up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Fuck That Shit. I'm pleased to say we're rolling out this next episode in a timely manner because guess what? The universe literally trolled me right after I published my last episode. If you're just tuning in now, I'm going to need you to do me a favor and hit pause and go listen to the last episode because she's juicy. (laughs) But if you're going to ignore the warning, then let me fill you in on what happened. Essentially, your girl went on a year-long hiatus from the podcast because I was processing a lot around my relationship with sex, dating, and intimacy. I learned a lot in that time and ultimately have come to the conclusion that at this point in my life, I have to say, fuck that shit to casual sex and dating. It's really just not for me. But it used to be. And as I'm navigating the dating world in New York City with newfound intentions, the experience has been frustrating and I'll admit it, sometimes painful. Dating with intention is so fucking hard, especially in New York City. Everyone's busy with their busy jobs and their busy social lives. How and why would anyone make time to date? Trust me, I get it. You see, after my breakup about, oh my God, six years ago, (laughs) yo, I packed up my shit, got into a master's program and moved across the country and was working full-time as a teacher while simultaneously going to school. And with what little time I had, I'd scavenge up my pennies to make the most of this incredible city. And during that time, I had decided to give online dating a try. And it was new for me because me and my ex, well, y'all, we met in real life, IRL. (laughs) What a time, right? Anywho, so here I was working my ass off and finding myself swiping through what New York City had to offer. And my God, I felt like a kid in a candy store. (laughs) Online dating just made everyone so much more accessible than ever before. And it was convenient, and I got to meet a wide range of characters, which, to be fair, I probably wouldn't have met in real life. Mostly just because we didn't always share the same hobbies, and your girl was keeping shit very simple. If you were hot, I was swiping right. (laughs) Which was exciting, right? Anyways, I was linking with fine-ass motherfuckers, thinking that shit was some sort of ego boost, and I became addicted to the swiping, y'all. I look back, and I have to own that shit. Seeing that my relationship with sex has always been complicated, now here I was practically giving the pussy away because it felt, quote, liberating. And I was just here for the adventure post-breakup. And I live for a post-breakup hoe moment. Like I said in my last episode, I could really care less about how people go about fucking around. If you want to have sex, do that. But as I shared in the last episode, I had some boundary issues that I hadn't resolved. And I thought, as of last episode, that the main piece of growth that I had experienced was me realizing how my relationship with sex is complicated and I maybe should treat it and my body with a bit more care. Now, what I hadn't realized until now is how there was a really real part of me that didn't deserve, like didn't believe that I deserved anything more than casual. And because believe me, there were plenty of people that were interested in pursuing me More than just for a good fuck, y'all, okay? (laughs) And I pushed them away every fucking time because, quote, I was busy. And this realization has come to me as I'm putting myself out there more intentionally. And I recently met someone, someone who I felt that spark with, someone who it felt easy with. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And there came to a point where we had a conversation about what we were looking for. Now, it was a super adult-ass exchange. Okay, your bitch is almost 32. (laughs) And it was done with care and respect, and they asked me what I was looking for. Now, old Emma would have definitely sugarcoated her real intentions or would have changed the subject. But this time around, I held firm in my wants and needs. So I said, 
listen, I'm looking for something real, consistent, and I don't want to rush into anything, but I'm not looking for casual. Woo! Okay. Goddamn, y'all. I still can't believe I said it, and I'm so proud of myself for doing that. Every single time I've said this to people, it has gotten easier and easier. Now, their response, right? Their response was complicated, but ultimately they said that, quote, due to their busy schedule, um, you know, they were just too busy. And so right now they're leaning on the more casual side of things. Oh my God. Now, my heart dropped and my initial feeling was, fuck that shit. I felt that in my chest. But as soon as I felt it, I started to outthink my gut. I started thinking about ways to accommodate to their needs. And in exchange, I'd ignore mine, just as I had done many times before. But I have so, I have done so much work. I have done so much work. So I noticed this negotiation process that I started and I had to tune back into that instinct. Fuck that shit. And damn it. I literally just posted an episode about saying fuck that shit to casual sex and dating. Now, this was a test and I had to hold my ground. And I did. I told them that, you know, knowing this information that changed the dynamic for me and that it was probably best that we stopped seeing each other. Now, while I knew this was the right decision because it came from my gut, it didn't make it any easier. And I had to ask myself, why is this so fucking hard for me? Why is holding my ground? Why is choosing myself so fucking hard? And then I remembered. You see, when you've conditioned yourself so long to ignore your gut and to neglect your needs in exchange for pleasing others... Sticking up for yourself feels foreign, and it does feel scary as fuck. And so here I was, holding my ground, and it was fucking hard. There goes my cat. (laughs) Now, I don't care how long or short my time is with someone. When a girl knows, she knows. Or when whoever knows, they know. And while I used to play those connections safe and settle for the occasional casual encounters with these people, I know that now... I don't want to run away from any feelings anymore. I want genuine connections to feel meaningful and I'm not interested in holding back. I don't care how busy I am. So now I had passed the first test, holding my ground. But y'all, let me tell you, a wave of regret came over me later in the day. And honestly, it was washing over me the next few days after. And I'd be a liar if I said that wave of doubt doesn't occasionally wash over me still. Am I making a mistake? Do people just need time for things to build? For people to see the value? The value in the connection? And fuck, the value in me? So as this wave of doubt kept crashing into me, I had to sit with my shit and reflect on why the fuck <laughs> was I doubting myself so much? Because pause here. I could come up with the fuck that shit mantra and act like a big old boss ass bitch, but y'all, I'm a mess. We already know this. I own it now, right? Um, Anywho, but it came to me, right? Why the fuck was I doubting myself so much? Well, this doubt I was experiencing was a fear of the unknown, the fear of ending up alone. And this fear was trying to hijack my instincts, y'all, because she thought she could, (laughs) She thought she motherfucking could, but guess what? She has. Fear has led my decision-making many a times, 
and the battle that I was experiencing internally felt like a withdrawal. A very real part of me wanted to comply with this fear and relapse into old habits and behaviors. And I started to realize why this test was so hard for me. You see, I've managed to set my boundaries more than ever at this point in my life, but more so with motherfuckers I could honestly care less about. You see, the true test of mastering your boundary setting is practicing them with people you care about. I'm going to say that again. The true test of mastering your boundary setting is practicing them with people that you care about. And walking away from somebody you see the value in, but who is not able or willing to offer what you are looking for, that, that is the true test. Now, naturally, a protective measure I tried to use to hold firm in my decision was to assume a very victim-blaming mindset. I can own that now, right? It's so easy to think when things don't go how you want them to, especially in dating, well, you know, fuck that motherfucker this, wasting my goddamn time that, woo, you know, I could put myself on that horse, right? But y'all, I had to check myself because I used to be that person. There was no difference in what this person was asking for and what I was doing before because I was too busy. Uh, but listen, this is what the episode is about. I've got some feels about being busy and I want to talk it out with y'all because you see people make time for what they want point blank, period. Okay. But people have co-opted this idea that pursuing your professional career and making time for intimacy are exclusive from one another. They feel that there's no space for both of them to coexist. And I'm just going to be real. I don't agree with that anymore. Because if that were the case, then why pursue intimate connections in the first place? It'd be one thing to just meet up, fuck, and hook up whenever it was convenient to you. But here we were, as in most and many of my encounters in New York City. Here we were making intentional time to meet up, to go on dates, and to spend quality time together. And we were calling it casual. Not because it was. (laughs) Definitely not because it was, but because we were too scared to call it what it was an intimate relationship. Hmm. (laughs) It was an intimate relationship, (laughs) y'all. Anyways, I laugh at myself. But listen, now here in New York City, everyone's looking for intimacy because it's human nature. But everyone is looking to duck out of the accountability part. And listen, that's selfish. Okay. Now, because I know this was me, I think back onto... (laughs) Emma, why the fuck would you sign up for that horrible cycle? Because believe me, you can convince yourself that you're only looking for casual and engage in however many situationships you want. But all you're doing is conditioning yourself to half-ass your relationships in life. That's it. I'm going to say that again for the bitches in the back. You can convince yourself that you're only looking for casual and engage in however many situationships you want. But all you're doing is conditioning yourself to half-ass your relationships in life. I know this because I've lived this. And when I decided to take a break from casual sex and dating, I realized that I had neglected my friendships. And I needed to nurture those as though they were also intimate relationships because they are. And I'm starting to understand just how toxic this idea of, quote, being busy is. 
You see, it is my newfound belief, y'all, that this being busy is just a mantra for people avoiding real connection. For what? For what? (laughs) Is it for fear of disappointing others? For fear of not knowing how to manage strong feelings and maintain a balanced lifestyle? Now, if you ask me, these fears are rooted in some pretty archaic ideas of what mainstream relationships are and or have been portrayed as codependent and consumed partnership. That's what we see everywhere growing up in the society all around us. But it doesn't have to be like that, y'all. Can we acknowledge the fact that in this day and age, we are so much more autonomous in our relationships with each other and within society that There's no reason to think that you can't define the nature of your relationships with others. Nothing has to look or feel the way it does in the movies. Ew. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) People are busy and they will forever be busy. But bitch, you trying to end up alone? (laughs) Not me. I think not. So listen, it's okay to be busy. I don't want anybody to be listening to this being like, bitch, shut up. I'm busy and it's really hard. I know. Okay, it's okay to be busy, but it's not okay to use it as a crutch to avoid difficult conversations or to assume the idea that you're not available to be an active participant in an intimate dynamic. Now, listen, I'm not talking to the folks that keep it strictly dickly or purely pussy. Listen, it's not for you. Okay, I'm talking to the people who masquerade in their business to excuse their situationship statuses. Now, listen, we've gotten this far. I've been throwing situationship around like God knows what. Um, But what is a relationship? And how do you know if you're in one? Let me tell you. Here's how I feel. It's a situationship if you make plans and spend time with each other outside of the bedroom. Two, you share intimate details about your lived experiences. Three, you offer each other advice and look to one another for said advice. Now, All of this can sound like a relationship, right? But the difference is, one, you don't have a title. Two, the time that's shared is sporadic or dependent on uh, one of the person's schedules. And three, you repress your very real feelings because, quote, it's just casual. And maybe if you do bring it up or have brought it up, the other person might just say, quote, it's not that deep. Now, I don't think this happens right away. You know, you start off casually fucking around And over time, I think it's pretty inevitable that if done for a sustained period of time, someone is going to feel their feels and maybe the other one is, quote, too busy to acknowledge theirs or even worse, they actually just don't care about the feelings of the person they're fucking. But regardless, things will inevitably build. But when one person is more in control of that dynamic than the other, especially if they're, quote, the busy one, well then, shit, what does that leave for the other person? And to be fair, that person is also just as busy. Okay, when one person is left waiting on the uh, on the other, right? Nothing good can come from that. Okay, ain't nobody trying to be here fiddling the fingers waiting on somebody to free up their schedule. It's unfair. It's an unfair and unbalanced relationship. Now, if you're listening and feel like, oh, shit, Emma, I'm in a situationship. Well, then bitch, run. (laughs) Get out. Get out or stand your ground and tell them what's up. Tell them what you want and don't ask what this is. Their response will tell you everything. You will not negotiate your needs in exchange for maintaining a half-assed connection. 
And when you do that, all you're doing is conditioning yourself to hold space for someone who doesn't hold that same space for you, bitch. And I know from experience that this then becomes a cycle of chasing emotionally unavailable people. (laughs) It's like my favorite thing to do. (laughs) But not anymore because I deserve more, right? And even if that means letting go of someone you see value in, right? That's it. It's got to happen. Capiche? (laughs) Now, listen, if you're listening to me, you're hearing me and you're like, oh, shit, I'm the busy one. Well, you might be wondering, like, what's the alternative, right? What does a world look like where you're busy and you maintain intimate connections with others? Now, listen, to be fair, as a naturally inclined avoidant queen, I'm still navigating this myself, but I know one thing, right? Whenever I think, especially in regards to spending time with others, if I ever think like I'm too busy, I'm busy, right? I check myself and I ask myself a few things, right? One, do I actually want to see them again? (laughs) If the answer is no, then tell them that. Friend or lover, I don't care. Hey, I'm not feeling a connection here. So I think it's best that we not see each other anymore. Bada bing, bada boom. You might break some hearts, but I guarantee you that small moment of heartbreak is better than dragging shit out. (laughs) Now, If the answer to the question, right, do I actually want to see them again is yes, then I ask myself this next question. Why am I experiencing resistance to this person or this relationship? And why wouldn't I want to see them again? Now, nine out of 10 times, I'd argue to say that the root of the resistance, at least for me in the past, has been more to do with not wanting to disappoint others than it was with actually being busy. Now, if that resonates, I need you to own that, okay? If you've met somebody and you know you vibe with them, but you start to feel that urge to drop back and say, I'm busy, all right, I've got a little script for you, motherfucker. (laughs) Listen up. Consider the alternative, right? You're like this person. You want to spend time with them. You're feeling that feeling of I'm busy. Well, sure, bitch, everyone is, okay? But how do you manage it all? It's simple. Why not just tell them, hey, I really like you and I'd like to keep seeing you and see where things go and I'd like to take things slow. At this time, I can commit to connecting maybe once or maybe every two weeks, bitch, you choose. You choose your cadence. Um, But you tell them that you'd rather bring this up now for transparency's sake and you don't want to lead them on in terms of feeling like you are available all the time. You don't have to be available, right? And you don't want to disappoint them right? And you ask them if that's something they're open to. Are they comfortable with seeing you once a week, once every two weeks, once a month? I don't care. You choose. Okay. But if you know that you want to see them again and you want to get to know them, but that's the cadence and that's the rhythm that you feel best with, ask them if they're cool with that. And I don't know, maybe for some people listening to this, they're going to be like, sorry, my cat's really distracting me. And I don't know, maybe for some people listening to this, they're going to think, Emma, that's doing the fucking most. Well, shit. So be it. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Let's do the most, y'all. Let's do the most. And let's stop acting like little punks who are too scared or too busy for connecting in meaningful ways. So with that shit, (laughs) not with that shit, with that said, fuck that shit to being busy 
all right own your shit and stay connected y'all okay our relationships with others depend on it that wraps up our episode until next time peace Stay tuned for more episodes and conversations about navigating the bullshit and staying true to you by subscribing to the show. And as we say, what's said here stays here, but what's learned here leaves here. And if you got anything from today's episode, please share. You can find me on fuck that shit pod on Instagram and Twitter. And that's FCK that shit pod, or even better share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. I'm always here for the conversation and I look forward to staying connected. (laughs) 